What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Hoops Podcast. I'm Ibrahim, and I'm here with Yusuf. And in this episode, we're going to be giving our playoff predictions. Uh, so, yeah. Basically, so I think one game has happened for, like, what is it? One, two, three series. Um, Dallas took game one against the Clippers. Brooklyn obviously took game one against the Celtics. And Miami took game one against the Heat. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so I guess we'll just go from, let's start with the Eastern Conference. Um, and yeah, so basically at the top of the bracket, it's Philly versus Washington, right? I think, obviously, I think Philly is going to win. Although Doc Rivers has been known to choke, but he at least does, he at least makes it to like the second round before he chokes or like doesn't make adjustments or whatever. Uh, it's not like a first, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not like a first round thing. So I think, um, I think I know Westbrook. Westbrook is not going to do anything. <laughs> People act like Westbrook didn't choke in last year's playoffs, uh, and is all of a sudden going to stop choking all of a sudden. It's like no, that, dude, no, you have a track record. But yeah, what do you think? Um, I think Philly in four. It'll be intense at all. Actually, you know something pretty interesting. I have heard about this though, that there are rumors going on that. You know, the Wizards have been, like, constantly number eight or, like, worse. Like, basically, they, they're not a top three team. They've never truly contended since John Wall. And even with, when they had John Wall, they weren't even true contenders because LeBron was in the conference. But I've heard some rumors going out there, bro, that if Washington loses, then they might break the whole thing up. And then, like, Bradley Beal might be a huge trade target for a lot of teams because it's, like, they end up being the same. Like, they always end up doing the same things over and over again and, like, they're not true contenders. Like at some point you have to like evaluate, are you a true contender or not? And if you are, then like, you know, you go all in like Philadelphia is. And if you're not, then you just do it like Orlando did and just prepare for the future. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I thought that that's kind of what they were going to do when remember when John Wall got injured and it was just Bradley Beal for the rest of that season. And everybody was like, yeah, this is kind of the end, end of an era because, like, they were losing. Like, they went on a huge winning. Uh, this was, like, a couple years ago or or a year ago, maybe, when John Wall got his injury when he was still on the Wizards. Like, he, I remember he got injured, like, way in the beginning of the season or whatever. Um, yeah. I thought I thought they were going to be like, okay, that's it. And, you know, they tanked. Then they, they had a decent draft choice in, like, Rui Hachimura. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and then this year, who they select? Uh, uh, Avdia from like oh Avdia. By the way, I just want to say something about Avdia. He is yeah. not being used right, man. Fire Scott Brooks immediately. Remember, really? I remember he he came out of Maccabi Tel Aviv, in he's playing in Israel or whatever. Um, by the way, free Palestine, of course. Uh, so he came out of Maccabi Tel Aviv and he was literally marketed as a point forward. Okay, um. And it, on the Wizards, if you watch the games, he just, like, sits in the corner, and he's literally just a shooter, okay? Yeah. And he's not being yeah. used right because Westbrook has the ball in his hands, and he has to have the ball in his hands. Otherwise, uh, you should just not have him on the team because if you're not going to get the ball, there's no point. Well, you know, you know they compared him to Luka Doncic coming out? I mean, maybe that's because, like, a he's a foreign player, and he was also good. I don't know if he was as good as Doncic, though, but... Uh, I don't know. There are like many common comparisons like that. He's not Doncic, obviously, but I think he's less of a shooter and more of a driver. I, I don't know. I don't know. He's not being used right, is all I wanted to say. But 
they they, so, they were tanking and now what are they are they trying to win i mean well they know they're they not kids right they, they, they haven't even drafted well like the past like four years like they've just like ended up like 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 i don't even like they, they've just been mediocre like below like just mediocre below the mediocre team they haven't like like shocked everyone like they're always the same and then like they're supposed to be this hot team coming in and then like they just choke and then I, I think like the like the farthest they ever went to the playoffs was like before like lebron took him out i think it was in like the second round but yeah yeah i think, think it about? was wait i think so they went second round against the celtics and it went to game seven where it was the isaiah thomas celtics i remember the series because i remember john wall hit a game winner i think uh really? i think it was a game six game winner and that was their prime and uh john wall i'm pretty sure was like he was really in his prime and stuff. Like, uh, he that's he so he averaged like twenty three something like that this that season. He was really good. The Wizards actually had a winning season, and then after that, it's all been downhill. Like, uh, yeah. So I don't know what kind of position they're in, but yeah, you were about to say something. Uh, who do you think wins between New York and Atlanta? Um, I think see here's the thing right so atlanta is i feel like they're more talented uh because who do they so atlanta has trey young john collins second best player third best player is i don't know clint capella who is the third best player they got bogdanovich they got capella oh yeah i forgot about harder they have a bunch of solid role players in my opinion actually i forgot about gallinari how has he been (laughs) <laughs> not not Alec, how has he been, but like let's, <laughs> yeah, let's look I mean, up his hey, hey, and and they got Lou Williams, sweet Lou in Atlanta. Oh yeah. Gallinari's been he's been doing his thing. Above forty percent from three. That's expected. Um but I mean he's not he's not doing like the numbers he did like a couple like in OKC he averaged eighteen and on the Clippers he, he almost averaged twenty. Uh, he was really balling, but in Atlanta, it looks like he's taking a reduced role, but he's still doing his thing, still contributing. Yeah, no, um, the thing is, like, he comes off the bench, though, because, like, that's, uh, like, because John Collins is basically, like, their position, in a sense, but... Yeah, but, that um, makes sense. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, Bogdanovich has been pretty good. He's averaging 16 for them. So, you got, like, a kind of... I don't know if that's a that's that's like a Walmart big three, Trey Young. Walmart big three what? <laughs> Trey Young, Bogdanovich, and John Collins is your Walmart uh big three because they're all not like really all stars, but they're both they're like their numbers are still pretty decent. Like uh, but I think they can beat New York. Um New York, they just kind of broke out this year, but has any of them ever been in the playoffs? Has Randall been in the playoffs? I think he might have. Atlanta also has they don't have a lot of playoff experience either, but I think they have a couple veterans on their team. Um, but for New York, it's like Randall is like the oldest player or something, right? Uh well, I mean Derek Rose is there and Tom Thibodeau, but oh yeah. Actually, I don't know. I, I think some people were saying we'll go to seven, but I don't know. I think it'll be like Actually, I think it would be a good series. They're just like mediocre teams that are gonna get bounced in the second round. Everyone knows that, but uh, I, I'm just thinking because, like, if Philadelphia advances, like, who has the best shot of actually beating Philadelphia? And I mean, I don't know. It, it's I, I think it's Trey Young's first time in the playoffs, so we're gonna have to see how he plays. And 
Uh, yeah, that, that'd be a good series, but I think Philadelphia has like an easy chance to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, they just have to beat Washington and Atlanta. But if you look at Miami or Milwaukee, like, that's a good, that's a good, those are some pretty, that's a hard way to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Who do you think will come out of Milwaukee and Miami? That's a good series so far. Um, I think that uh, Milwaukee is going to take that series. I know, I know. Um, so who won this game today? Uh, it says, so Milwaukee won, really? I thought that he yeah. won. Oh, yeah, yeah actually, so it went to overtime and then uh, Middleton closed the game. Yeah, I think, see, here's the thing, right? Um, I think that Drew Holiday trade, even if Drew Holiday isn't like that 20-point-per-game score he was in New Orleans, if he gives you 16 points, five rebounds, and five assists, and he plays a good defense, he's better. Anything, I would say anything is better than Bledsoe because – it, you remember how bad Bledsoe was in the playoffs, right? Didn't he, like, have, like, eight points per game on, like, horrible efficiency? And everybody just ignored him, and he kept breaking threes. It was really, really bad. And then Giannis couldn't drive in because it was basically another defender who was Chris Milton's defender just there to, like, swipe at the ball. Uh, so I feel like getting rid of Eric Bledsoe and then bringing in Drew Holiday is really going to do a lot for them. And I haven't seen Miami get like a lot better, just like Milwaukee had, right? Like, who'd they even add? Uh, uh, well, Milwaukee got PJ Tucker. I think that's a that's a good transition, uh, like a good transaction. I think Miami got um, what's that guy's name from Sacramento? Like, I think he's like the big shooter, like Bielitsa. Uh They got oh, yeah. um, they got Oladipo, but Oladipo's injured. Ariza, but those are just role players. I think that. But Robinson, Duncan Robinson is going to get his bag. Like, after this game, like, like the, he's playing really well. But Tyler Hero, I think that um, – I don't know. He, he he played all right today. But Dragic – they just have a lot of veterans. And the problem with them is, like, in the finals, like, um, like, literally they had no offense. Like, besides, like, you know, they couldn't catch up to the Lakers. Like, even though they played really good defense, at some point it's just, like um, – like better offense, like you're gonna have to have offense at the end of the day. And hey, in my opinion, I think whoever wins the East wins the championship. Um. Well, yeah. Who would even come out of the West? This has been so, honestly, this is such a weird season. Utah is the first seed, but literally nobody thinks they're gonna even. They're not real contenders. No, nobody no, thinks man, stop it. I think Utah can beat Memphis in four. Well, oh, no, no. I mean, I mean, I don't think they're gonna go to like the finals, though. Or even if they do go to the finals, I don't think they're gonna win, uh, yeah, like against the Nets or anything. It, but it's weird. Like they're, they don't, they just have chemistry. I, I don't know. It's like they have chemistry, but their roster, like it, it doesn't seem like their roster. If you looked at it, it wouldn't seem like they have a really high ceiling. It would. They seem like a a third seed at best. But then, I feel like a lot of teams have been rocked with injuries this year. And they really haven't, and they've benefited a lot from it. Nobody really expected them to be that good. Um, and yeah, you know, nobody's been talking about them at all, which is weird. Like, well, well, if you look at the West, like, there's, in my opinion, there's probably like maybe two or three true contenders. Like, I don't think Denver's a contender. Portland, like, although I, I respect Dame Lillard and all that, I think they're gonna get maybe the farthest conference finals, but nothing farther than that. I don't. Maybe they might go to the championship, but. I don't even see them winning that. Maybe they might, they might lose in five the championship. But, like, you got Clippers, in my opinion. You got Clippers, Lakers, and Jazz. Like, those are the true contenders. Maybe even the Suns. But, okay, the Clippers might may not even get out of the first round. The Lakers, um, honestly, I think even if they make the West, like, if they go to the championship, they're going to lose to the East team. Like, 
no one can actually if they play Philadelphia, that would be a good series. But I think if they play Milwaukee, they'll lose. If they play Brooklyn, they'll lose. But I think Brooklyn comes out of the East. Um, but the East is so stacked. If you can, normally it's the West because Golden State, Houston. But this year, like, I mean, I think it's like, like there's no like true like you know this is gonna be a championship team. Like I mean the Brooklyn Nets, but from the West, I think like any team besides the Grizzlies. I don't think the Mavericks can make the championship, but yeah, I think the East is loaded this year though. Yeah. And the East is loaded despite the fact that like the Celtics are like kind of underachieving. Honestly, I think Philly got kind of lucky this year with, uh, you know, like they, their first round matchup is really easy. I don't, I'm not worried about Westbrook. I don't like freaking every analyst on TV was like, Oh, I don't want to see Russell Westbrook in the playoffs, right? And then they see they saw Russell Westbrook have like a horrible game against the Celtics, and they're like, "Oh, see, he's a choker." And it's like, dude, it's so dumb, right? Uh, so that's still easy, right? Against the Wizards, they're the heavily like favorites. Um, and then second round matchup, they'll either versus New York and Atlanta. Both of those teams don't have a lot of playoff experience, and I feel like both of those teams would be the underdog, and I feel like Philly would take that. Yeah, they they honestly, this is their this could be the maybe the year that they go to the finals. But uh, I I think Ben Simmons has been really bad in the playoffs in the past. Uh, he obviously I always bring this up, but it's happened before. You can't collapse like that ever. Like that's unacceptable. He had the zero point game against the Celtics in the playoffs. You can never collapse like that. Uh, but yeah, it'll depend on how Ben Simmons plays. Um. And so they got a conference finals right here, right? The yeah. true test is for the, the Nets. The Nets, they either got to versus Miami or Milwaukee uh, in the second round. Both of the teams, I think they can beat Miami. Milwaukee, yeah. though, that's that's like a true test. Like, that would be a really good series, and that would be really tough for them just to get to the conference finals. Yeah, uh, I yeah. predict that I predict that series to go to six or seven games, but that's what I'm saying. Whoever comes out of um, – Milwaukee, Miami, slash Brooklyn, and Boston. I think Brooklyn obviously going to come through, but Milwaukee, Miami, and Boston. I think whoever wins that, because I don't think they beat the Lakers in a seven-game series. As much as I like the Sixers, but like I, I just don't think they, they like they don't a, they, they don't have like enough firepower. I mean, I don't know. I just I don't think that they have like that like you know like a, a true victory. Like even though they have like three really cal- like three all-star players, but Brooklyn like. I don't even, yeah, I, I, in my opinion, I think that Milwaukee could be a low, I think Milwaukee could beat Lakers in a seven game series. Cause at the end of the day, I think the Lakers will probably come out or Utah. I think one of those two teams will come out of the West, but um, like, I'm just saying like what Eastern, what Eastern conference team can actually beat Lakers or maybe even Utah, like n- maybe not think about Utah, but Lakers. Cause in a seven game series, I don't see the Philadelphia 76ers beating them. Uh, maybe, you could beat them but i could see lebron just taking over but i think like no one can guard kd like it's been like shown like so honestly i think brooklyn has like the best shot of like winning it all this year uh yeah i agree but also chemistry we know that chemistry um also matters uh it'll depend um how much uh chemistry like brooklyn has because we've seen talented teams in the past with like zero chemistry uh, that always fail. Like for example, I uh, I always bring up the 
remember that OKC Thunder, like big three or whatever with Carmelo Anthony, Russell Westbrook, and Paul George a few years ago? And they had like, it, their chemistry was like so trash that like, it was so bad. Like their offense, they didn't know what they were doing. And like, uh, they, it didn't flow well at all. Uh, so it'll depend. But I think Brooklyn is not as bad as that. Like they still have some chemistry, especially with James Harden. When it was like James Harden was there, their record was actually really good. But once he went down, they started losing a lot of games in the regular season. Um, but I feel like Milwaukee does have a lot of chemistry. Like this, this roster does actually work. I feel like, um, but between Milwaukee, uh, sorry, Milwaukee, Milwaukee and Brooklyn in the second round, uh, you know, that's even saying if the Heat lose to Milwaukee, I think the Heat will lose. But if it's Brooklyn versus Milwaukee in the second round, I think, uh, hmm, honestly, I think I'm going to say that Milwaukee is going to take that, honestly. That might be a hot take, but I, I feel like chemistry matters a lot, like just a lot. And Jan, they have they have the championship players. They have Giannis is good enough. He's a superstar. That's what you need. Uh, and they have a second all-star with him, which is Chris Middleton. They have Drew Holiday. Who, I don't know if people say he's not an all-star level player, but because his, his numbers aren't like that, but like he's underrated. They have a championship level roster for sure, but People say Brooklyn, just their talent level is higher, but I feel like maybe their chemistry might hold them back. Well, uh, honestly, something pretty interesting, actually, is that if Brooklyn comes out, like, of that series, because I think they will, because I don't think anyone can guard KD, Kyrie, and James. Like, that's just too much. But if they play the 76ers, like, Brooklyn does not have a big. So it's going to be really interesting. Like, uh, what's, what's his name? And B dominated uh, DeAndre Jordan and then Claxton and then, like, so that's going to – and the Sixers, like, everything I – mean, so it's going to be pretty interesting um, to see that. But, you know, actually something pretty interesting I want to talk to you about was, like, you know, the Warriors lost in the play, and, like, what do you think that they should do? Because, like, as a Warriors fan, what I think that – like, everyone can recognize this. Like, if without uh, Clay Thompson, like, in the current roster that they had this year, like, the way that you beat the Warriors is that you just double-team Steph Curry. So then, like, basically you're daring other sh- players to shoot – and I think the Warriors, like, this year they need to evaluate, like, okay, do we believe in Wiseman? And do we think that we can get a true, like, a good, like, good players, like, with the sixth overall from Minnesota, the 11th overall or something like that from their own pick? And, like, do those players that we have, like, fit our timeline? And, like, are they going to resign Kelly Oubre? Are they going to go out in the market and, like, trade for an all-star? Like, what do you think that they should probably do? Okay, first thing they should do, get rid of Kelly Oubre. He's been horrible this year. Horrible. And, I mean, he had, like, one 40-point game or whatever, and people were going crazy. But he has, outside of that, he's been really, really bad. Uh, they got to get rid of him. Um, I think that they had, you said, the sixth overall pick. I think what they should do is um, put in a trade package with that sixth overall pick for, like, some kind of really, really established like really like good player i don't know if that would get you an all-star uh but just like a really really good player at least at the very least because like if you draft somebody with a sixth overall pick i mean you don't want them like because if you're contending and stuff or like i don't know if you draft a forward thompson is going to be taking all those minutes and green is going to be taking all those minutes right and you don't want just like them to be playing 15 minutes a game 
not really getting the chance to like develop on the core and like have experience because you want them to have as much experience as possible right uh like you don't want them to not develop and just like waste their talent like the celtics do which i hate dan yange for by the way <laughs> as a celtics fan drafted romeo langford all the potential in the world was insane in high school okay sends him down to the g league but also romeo langford got his stupid his, his knee keeps getting injured and stuff i don't even know if he's worth it uh but like the, he barely ever got any minutes because they're contending. So it was like, okay, well, if you knew you were going to be contending, why did you even draft him and act like you believed in him? And, oh, we believe it. No, you don't. If you believe them, you would give him minutes, right? That's up to Brad Stevens, I guess. And then they drafted like Aaron Nesmith. I, you know what? It's not, it's way too early to tell with him, but uh, I don't, he's, he's clearly not on an all-star trajectory. I'll just say that. <laughs> Clearly not an all-star. All right, all right. But, but regarding the Warriors, like, okay, like, in my opinion, as a Warriors fan and probably as management, you're probably thinking, like, we got to contend for a championship. So if that is the case, like, you're looking at, like, Brooklyn and L.A. and, like, the two like the two L.A. teams, and you're saying, like, how can we basically beat them? So, like, you know, you got Curry, you got Green, but then those are, like, two players. You need, like, three more players. I don't think they signed Oubre unless, like, he comes on a huge discount because he did get injured and uh, I think Jordan Poole stepped up. So, and and I, even like people were saying that if they do sign Uber, it would be like more off the bench. And some said like he might not be able to, like, like there's some reluctancy if he's going to come off. But those are just rumors. But okay, what I'm saying is like, because that's what I'm saying. Like, is a worry sign because I've seen what the Celtics have done, like basically getting all these draft assets. And then like, I mean, they did well on two, like Jalen Brown and um, Jason Tatum. But those are like top three, top four picks. But you're at number six. And I think like they, they need to get a star in my opinion, because like, if you wait for Wiseman, like, I don't know. I just think that maybe like the timeline for Curry and all that, you need to contend like, at, like basically next year, you should be like in the finals. That would be a successful season because like Curry's getting old, Thompson's getting old and you, you just have to go all, all out for it. But I think some interesting names to throw out there. Um, I think that, hear me out, hear me out before I say this. I think if the Clippers lose this series, I think Kawhi Leonard, Miami, Golden State, or he goes to a different team, in my opinion. So if they can do a sign-in trade with Los Angeles for, like, a lot of assets, like, you know, the sixth overall, James Wiseman, the 11th overall, and they they put in Wiggins because, like, the trade has to, like, financially work, and they sign him, that would be, like, that would be, like, the best-case scenario. But worst-case scenario, like, actually, no, mid-case scenario, I think they can get, like, a Pascal Siakam. Like they, they can like wait for the trade deadline, but they, they need a three in my opinion. And then after that, like, I think that, or, or like worst case scenario, like let's say they just stay put, then like they wait until like trade deadline, they're like top three, top four. Then I think you just like, either you make a huge splash and you get like a player, like, you know, what Brooklyn did, like, you know, they got James Harden. So you uh, kind of wait for someone like a big star player to kind of want out or, has rumors that he's not gonna like he's not happy so you trade for that player or you just like stay put develop chemistry and then like remember the first championship that the Warriors won like they can try to do that but in my opinion in today's NBA you need at least like three like all NBA players to win a championship well I mean I know I'm not well what do you mean but like first team all NBA or oh, actually like- actually you need two all-stars to win a championship and you need like a third really solid role player who's borderline all-star or who has the potential to be an all-star. 
Yeah. Uh, I kind of, yeah, it's like, so like the Lakers last year, they had two like superstars, right? You need like two, either one superstar, like two all stars, or like two superstars, right? Something like that. Uh, you're not going to yeah. have like, I don't know, freaking, I remember the Pistons won one time and like, I don't think, did they win? I, I don't know. I don't remember if this is true, but didn't like the Pistons won at one point with no all star on their team? Or maybe Conti Phillips might have been. Right, but who, who do you think are some good like players they could possibly target like that can fit the timeline? Like, so I think uh, you said a Pascal Siakam, right? That makes yeah. sense. Toronto is bad, and and they're bad even though they're trying to win. Uh, and it's I don't know, it's because like they lost Ibaka and all that, and who was the other guy? I forgot the other guy, but uh, they lost Ibaka and yeah, Gasol. Uh, yeah. so they've been really bad this season, and I think they're not gonna get better. Because as the first option, Siakam can't carry a team, but as like the second or third option, he like flourishes. Um, yeah. He struggled after Kawhi left, but they're tanking, right? And like the assets you mentioned, like, you know, their sixth overall pick, I don't know, Wiseman and all that. Maybe yeah. Wiggins. I don't know if they want Wiggins, but uh, if you threw in all those assets, like they could totally do stuff with that. Like that's something they could use because they're, they're losing and they're tanking. And hey. Siakam is like, that, but that depends if they want to go all out and tank. It'll be up to Masai Ujiri to uh, tell because he also wants his job, right? Like, once you start losing really badly, when you go all out to tank, usually owners, like, they'll just fire their GM. Uh, you know, well, they're like, oh, well, your RTM is trash. Let me just fire you. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, there's, like, two things. Like, first thing is that uh, people are not, like, Masai Ujiri, he hasn't even confirmed that he's coming back. Like, he said that it depends on the ownership. I think his contract ends up this year, but in the Raptors' case, I think that it would be a huge win for the Warriors if they get Siakam. But an underrated player that I think the Warriors could also land is Brandon Ingram because I think that they could they could package something with the sixth and the eleventh overall pick. But I don't know how how much better Ingram is compared to Wiggins because like if you really think about it, like I don't know, or maybe they could get Jalen Brown. I think that'd be a really good thing though too. Uh, nah, John Round is not. I don't know. No. Uh, <laughs> well, so I can, I know. I, uh, no, I, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. They're not going to trade. Dylan Brown is untouchable on their team. You got to understand this injury that he got is not like, um, like an ACL injury or anything like that. Like, it's just like going to keep him out for two months or something. Uh, but it's like he's still going to like miss the playoffs and stuff like that. But it's not like a really bad injury. He's still going to be like, he was an all star this year. Like, he was like balling out. Like, He's next to untouchable. You got to understand wait, that, especially wait, to if, the Celtics. What if the Warriors – okay, tell me what you think about, like, these couple of players fitting on the Warriors. Uh, what what do you think about Brandon Ingram fitting in with the Warriors? Uh, and what do you think about Jeremy Grant fitting in with the Warriors? Um, well, Jeremy Grant is on, like, what, a three-year deal, I think, with the Pistons, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um. Uh, so I don't know how that would maybe a trade, but I don't know when you trade for an all-star man or like an all-star level player, uh, Jeremy Grant should not be the first thing that pops into your head. I mean, it's Jeremy Grant. Come on now. By the way, I think he's going to win most improved. Uh, no, Julius Randle is stop it. No, Julius Randle, we already knew he was a big time scorer, right? He was already averaging 19 for a couple of seasons. He just got like a better, right? But we didn't expect him to get better at that point in his career. Uh, at least I didn't. But he was already a big-time scorer. But Jeremy Grant was – nobody expected him to go to 22 points a game on, like, good efficiency. Uh, yeah. 
I actually, I, I thought he would go to 22 points a game because that was obvious because they had nobody to score. But I didn't think he would actually be efficient. Like, I thought he would uh, sh- shoot like 33% from three or something like that. But he's done well. Uh, so I think he's most improved. But uh, what was I saying? Yeah. Jeremy, Jeremy Grant, Grant, he would fit. They would need, I, they need a scoring forward, though. He's not really – he can score, like, right now he's scoring, but that's because he gets the ball all the time. But he's not really a scorer, I feel like. Uh, they would need, like, someone like – like, I feel like Siakam would fit. Um, what about Ingram? Ingram would also fit, but he is in New Orleans. And, uh, oh, yeah, isn't he going to sign a contract this offseason? Or did no, they no, sign no, one? he signed it last year. I oh, yeah, he, he did. Oh, yeah, and it was probably a lot of money, right? Yeah, I forgot how much. So I don't know. So may, I could see like so this year Ingram, uh, I don't remember his stats actually, but I'm pretty sure he had like a really a similar year to um, last year in stats wise. I mean, uh, so he averaged like 24 points a game, great efficiency and everything, which is like uh, basically almost the same as yeah, it's the same as last year, same points per game as last year. Yet last year he was an all star, and this year he wasn't because of Brandon, uh, not because of Brandon, because of uh, Zion. Uh, yeah. and I could see him being like mad about that or whatever. Uh, but yeah, like maybe he's mad that Zion's overshadowing him. I, I don't know. The media likes to make up like things. I mean, you know how it is, yeah. Uh, but like, I think like we came up with good fits, I think some pretty bad fits. I don't know how Bradley Beal would fit in with the Warriors at like. I think that they'd be just too small. And then, like, another bad fit, in my opinion, would be, like, Zach Levine, like, I don't know how he would fit with the whole thing. Like, they need a, they need a, they need a third score, in my opinion. And I think they need, like, someone, like, 6'7", six, 6'8", six, who can, like, truly score. But, um, yeah, anyways, like, uh, the last thing before we end the podcast, what do you think, who takes the series between the Clippers and the Mavericks? Um, hmm, Clippers versus Mavericks. Well, Mavericks won game one, right? And I actually did not watch that game, but did Porzingis play in it? Yeah, Porzingis played. Well, I'll just recap what happened. Basically, like, uh, Patrick Beverly, he, like, he had a bunch of fouls. He was making, like, some questionable decisions. In of crunch course, time dude. Moments. Patrick Beverly's a bum in terms then, of player. You know, no, and then Rondo, like, he, he, you know, he played really well. But um, I think, honestly, like, the reason that the Clippers weren't able to, like, win the game, like, I think that the Mavericks role players, they stepped up like Dorian Finney-Smith. He hit like a bunch of clutch threes. Tim Hardaway Jr. had like 20 points. And then, so, yeah, I think that the bench production was what allowed them to win. Like, okay, last year, even like last year, if you think about the Mavericks and Clippers series, like Doncic hit that that game winner. But after, in my opinion, I think after Brazingas got ejected out of that game, like the whole momentum changed. But now I think that, you know, they're, much wiser and i think dude honestly the mavericks have a strong chance of like winning the series out and uh before before like uh, i let you go on uh pandemic p was trending after the first quarter just to let you know on twitter oh no wait wait how was he really bad or was he because he was horrible last year like actually ridiculously bad but uh wait actually really um uh in the first quarter he played terrible but like he actually played really well down the stretch because he was just catching and shooting threes, and he he was pretty clutch. But Kawhi Leonard posterized Maxi Kleber. That was insane. But go on. What oh, do you yeah. think? Um, who do you think? Uh, who do I think is gonna win? So technically, 
So, see, if you look at these are almost the same teams as last year, right? Almost. And I know the Clippers lost Montrez Harrell or whatever, but uh, I don't... Montrez Harrell, what did he even do in that series against them? Don't think he did that much. Like, there, it was not like a thing where, oh, Montrez Harrell is balling out. That was not like a thing at all. Well, uh, they also and, lost to Williams. Yeah, that's true. He, although he didn't play well in that playoffs either. Uh, uh... And they got Luke Kennard, but I mean, really, Luke Kennard? I mean, nah, nah. Uh, by the way, I think that's one of the worst contracts this offseason. Four years, sixty-four million. Like I told you, like remember if you, by the way, if you ever watch our podcast, like the the previous episodes, I did mention that it was like a pretty bad signing because he just come off the bench. But um, yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, he know. has been bad. Uh, so yeah, so they haven't really gotten that much better. Uh, it's kind of like the same. They lost Harold, but Harold didn't do much for them. But I guess you could say Pandemic P has... I'm going to keep calling him that until he changes my mind. <laughs> I, I guess you could say he has a chip on his shoulder because he's played really well in like a bunch of games this season and stuff. Kawhi is Kawhi. I mean, you know, he's going to do what he does. You could say maybe they have a chip on their shoulder, but then showed it, so does Dallas. Because remember how they were like trash-talking Luka and... Marcus Morris was so disrespectful that series, honestly. I would want the Mavericks to win. Uh, but I have a feeling that it's going to go to seven. Uh, wait, you said Porzingis is healthy, right? Yeah, Porzingis played really good because in the beginning, like, um, they utilized him, like, as a shooter. But then as the game progressed, like, he was uh, playing in the post. And, like, he was, like, you know, like, and so, you know how, like, in pick and rolls, like, before he would just like shoot a three, like you know, but like people were like, oh, just like go and and like you know, like use your height to your advantage. But um, today, like he he uses like down the stretch, he did he did play pretty well. But yeah, yeah, that's um, yeah, uh, I can, kinda, I can... like here's what I think: if Porzingis doesn't get injured, I think that that Dallas can win this series. Um, but if Porzingis gets injured and like like last year didn't he get injured or something? I don't remember him playing at all. Yeah, uh, and I think I don't even know if it was a non-contact injury. It was like I think it was something to do with this meniscus or knee, but yeah. He is injury prone. We can't act like he's not injury prone. Like he could totally get injured this series in like game three. Uh like <laughs> well, I could totally see that happening. Dude, that's for every player, but yeah. No, 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 not every player. Like Porzingis is like always having injury stuff. So is um let me think. Who's another injury prone player? Well, that was like Kyrie. Kyrie's always like injured like half the time. Uh, <laughs> no, no. I just think it's like Embiid also gets injured a lot, but that's because like his weight. And if he ever falls on his body, then like that's not good. But, um, but yeah, like I don't know, man. The Mavericks look pretty solid this year, and I think that the reason that they're playing really well is like people like the the role players they know like the roles because they're like basically if Doncic every by the way Jalen Brunson has stepped up last year they didn't have Brunson and they needed like someone to come off the bench and uh, I don't know how how well Seth Curry played but Jalen Brunson played like extremely well down the stretch uh yeah uh last year they had Seth Curry played actually really really well against the Clippers last year um Trey Burke was also balling out in the bubble but I don't remember that series specifically um, or whether he's doing anything this year. Um, but yeah, I think if Porzingis stays healthy and he like plays really well, I totally think that the Dallas can win and I'm rooting for them. Like if I ever watch like one of the games, I'll be rooting for Dallas. I, I don't like 
the Clippers are just, I don't know, they're just, they're, like, the way they came, like, you know, you the way teams rise to contention is usually through drafting and making good decisions like that. The way they rose was just, like, signing free agents because they're a big market team, and I, I thought that was kind of cheap. It, I mean, it's smart by them, but I just didn't, like, I don't know. I, I, I just thought it was kind of cheap, and it wasn't, like, organic as much, which is yeah. fine, but I just didn't like it. Uh, so yeah, I'll be rooting for the Mavericks, uh, for that, but yeah, is there anything else uh, you want to say or any more predictions? Well, okay. The only problem with the Clippers offense, which what I saw is like, it's just so stagnant. Like literally like they do a lot of like Kawhi or PG, like even facilitating, but dude, the Mavericks, the way that they're playing is just like, we'll see what happens, but, um, I predict, and I hope that the Mavericks can win, but Last thing, if okay, if the was do, do you think that Kawhi Leonard leaves LA? Um, honestly, I don't think. See, most of the time, the only reason that a player leaves a situation is because their team is so pathetic. Like, uh, like that's why I brought up. I don't know if I brought up in this podcast episode, but um, usually the only reason like a player leaves is because like their situation is so bad and they're tired of losing that. Uh, uh, usually, like, it's like, for example, uh, like, if somebody's tired of losing, uh, let me think, like, like Anthony Davis, right? Uh, he lo- he was losing so much in, uh, what, what was his team? Uh, the Pelicans that, like, he just got sick of it and he decided to leave. But Kawhi still contending. That's a great situation. That's not a situation you would really, any other player would leave. Like, that's a great choice to have. And maybe if he does, that'll be a bad decision because he shouldn't take like situations like that for granted. Um, and they're doing everything for Kawhi, like everything was tailored for him. They gave up like all their draft picks just to get PG because he wanted PG. And I feel like that would just be a bad thing um, for him to leave hey, if he does. But hey, last thing before we head out, if he if he good, okay, if he goes to the Warriors, the Warriors win a chip next year. That's all I gotta say. Against the Lakers. You think Lakers yeah, against anyone? If you put Kawhi Leonard, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green on the same team, they're gonna win no matter what a championship. Bruh, he's not going to the Warriors. Just saying, right? He he also <laughs> went to LA because he has like family. He grew up in LA. He has ties to LA. That's why I don't think he's gonna leave. Like he got drafted to San Antonio or whatever, and he didn't have a choice in that, right? He said, "Okay, he's not. He doesn't yeah. live in San Antonio or anything. Like he didn't grow up there or anything, right?" He got traded to Toronto, and he's not gonna. Well, he he's kind of stuck there for the time being, and he left as soon as he could to LA, right? So well, that's why okay. I don't think he's gonna leave. But Adrian Wojnarowski said that if something all hell breaks loose, that Miami could like he said Miami is um, an appealing location for Kawhi Leonard. I think geographically speaking, but I think best case scenario, like geographically for him, it's LA, obviously. But I'm just saying, like worst case scenario, we could see a lot of things happening. Wait, Miami has cap space? Because I thought that they got uh, Duncan Robinson, right? Or, I mean, not Duncan Robinson. Uh, sorry, Victor Oladipo. And he's his contract is pretty sizable, right? No, he's a free agent after this year. So, they, they oh, yeah. Oh, so, are they going to let him go? Well, I guess they got him for, like, nothing. Yeah, I, I guess it doesn't matter to them, right? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, that's it for this episode. Um, tune in next time, uh, whenever that will be. Uh, peace.